Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with the Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, there's Mr. Chuck, and there's Ms. Jerry over there. That's MSTU Sucka. This is, like I said, Short Stuff. Buckle up, everyone. Yeah, for the turbulent <laughs> edition of Short Stuff. Have you ever had a bad, <clears throat> like a really bad No, not turbulence? really bad. No. Yeah, I haven't either. You know, there's actually a classification for that. It's not called really bad. It's called extreme or severe. <laughs> But there's three types of turbulence. There's light turbulence, yeah. you know, it's the kind that kind of shakes like your drink a little bit, and you're sure. like, oh, God, this again. Right. There's moderate, which is like your drink is now spilling out right. of your cup. Yeah. And then there's severe, and that is like the kind where people get hurt, sometimes very rarely die. But um, I saw photos of a plane ride from Santa Ana up to Seattle, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was like a Delta flight, and the drink cart was on its side. Yeah. And, like, they had been serving drinks, and the thing, the plane just hit turbulence, took a 200-foot nosedive, and apparently one of the flight attendants and the drink cart were on the ceiling and then just came down. So it can get pretty bad, but that's very, very rare, it turns out. Yeah, so if you haven't picked up on it, we're talking about airplane turbulence, and specifically uh, when a pilot knows when they come on there and say, you know, Hold on to your butts, everyone. Here we go. Yeah. In the next 10 minutes. Uh, I've always wondered, like, what the deal was. Well, now we know. Now we know, and we can just bother every passenger next to us till the end of time. (laughs) You know how they realize, you know, when they make this announcement. Yeah, if you really want to get somebody sleeping next to you on an airplane's attention, don't just kind of elbow them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just slowly increase the pressure of your pointy elbow in their rib cage until they wake up. That'll get them talking. Yeah, and regardless, like you said, of how bad it gets, it's usually not that big of a deal. Um, as far as planes go, they're they're made to take it. I know sometimes if you're sitting on the wing and looking out, oh yeah, it can be a little distressing seeing those things almost flapping. But they're meant to uh, move a little. They're supposed to do that. Yeah, so don't worry. Uh, the wing is not going to snap off, most likely. No, remember when we talked about cars and how it seems like they're made terribly today because they come apart? Yeah. But they're actually designed like that to make them yeah. like, easier to take a crash? Same thing with the plane. If it were just completely rigid and brittle, no then the wing might actually snap off. So it's supposed to flap a little bit in turbulence. Yeah, and the other part of that is uh, injuries. Um, the FAA said 44 injuries in 2016 due to turbulence. Mm-hmm. 900-plus million people flying, that is not a lot of injuries. Yeah, I think the most— Exceedingly rare. Like, there was 13 in 2013. Oddly, there was 17 in 2017. And between 1980 and 2008, there were only three deaths from turbulence. So it is very, very rare. And one of the reasons it's not way worse, and it's actually getting even better, is because pilots are able to predict where the turbulence is coming because— Number one, they're trained to see signs of it. Sure. But also, there are an entire network of people on planet Earth back down on the ground who are working to let those pilots know what places to avoid and why. 
Yeah, so when they when they go to take off, there's a few types of turbulence uh, to look out for. Uh, convective, that is, you know, th- kind of the standard thunderstorm turbulence that you might expect. Yeah, like when air on the Earth's surface gets warm, it rises, and it can create clouds as it carries water vapor up and cools. And the taller the cloud, the more turbulent there is in there. That's right. Uh, then there's mountain wave turbulence, and that's when air is just literally cresting over the top of a mountain uh, in a wave like you would see in the ocean. Yeah, because it's all fluid. I mean, air and water, they're both fluid, you know, so of course they would break like that. You don't want to get your little plane caught up in a breaking air wave. No. Uh, And then finally you have the clear air turbulence, and that's the the toughest to predict because it's not like you see a big mountain range or lightning popping off in the foreground. Right. That is just air colliding with uh, warm air and cold air colliding with one another. Yeah, so it forms jet streams, right? And th- those that's that can be problematic because the the difference in um, the direction that the wind's moving and the speed it's moving in can really wreak havoc on your plane. And when you're cruising through a patch like that very quickly, all of those little bumps and jostles and turns come together to make what we think of as turbulence. That's right. So that is uh, what turbulence is. Let's take a little break here, and we're going to talk about how these pilots can – Avoid it. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey everybody, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. That's right, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or you can check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail diamond power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you want to know, then you're in luck. Just listen up to Josh and Chuck. Stuff you should know. So uh, before they even take off, they have started avoiding turbulence. Uh, When they get their flight plan together, they don't just say, 
you know, we're flying from Atlanta to L.A., so let's just, you know, take a left turn after takeoff and fly west until we get to L.A. Maybe even take a nap. Yeah, it's a very, you know, uh, it's very planned out. uh, And although they can't predict every bit of turbulence, they can certainly say, well, we know there's a mountain range here and there is a thunderstorm going on here. So we're going to set our Mm -hmm. flight plan accordingly. Right, exactly. So they start off on the right foot. Yeah. the um, They also have like little handy weather maps too because storms can develop even after you've already taken off that weren't predicted. And they can also line up too. So you might have to choose what storm you actually have to go through. Yeah, if you have to. Right. And so they have weather instrumentation that makes it real simple to choose. Like a storm up ahead that's yellow says, mm, if you have a green alternative, choose the green one. Ones that are red, it says you're going to have to course correct. It sounds like Doppler. Um, basically. Yeah. Um, and when you course correct, you basically have to get in touch with um, um, air traffic control and say, hey, uh, I know we weren't planning on going up an extra 10,000 feet, but I need to fly over this turbulence for a little while. And they'll say, do it. And you fly up. Yeah. And you go over the turbulence. And you say, can I come back down now? And they're like, we, we've been waiting for you to ask, buddy. Come on back down. And you go back down to your original flight plan. Or you may not. Or they may say, you know what? Since you went this far out of the way to avoid this thing, uh, why don't you just take this course instead? Right. And you have a new flight plan after that. Exactly. you got to be nimble. Up there. You got to be quick. When you have your hands on the sticks. Right. Isn't that what they call them? Yeah. Sticks? I think so. I'll bet they do call them sticks. Can't you see pilots calling them that? Sure. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I got my hands on the sticks. (laughs) I've never heard that. You haven't? (laughs) Not from a pilot to a passenger. Oh, okay. I I think that doesn't leave the cockpit, you know. I got you. What happens in the cockpit? That's cockpit talk. (laughs) Um, So the mountain turbulence, that is... Uh, pretty easy to predict because mountains are there. Sure. <laughs> and it, if a pilot has driven, uh, driven, have flown past the Rockies or the Andes or any big mountain range, they uh-huh. they probably already know what to expect there yeah. and have uh, routed their plane in such a way where they're not going to get the worst of it. They can also tell by the clouds that are there. Sure. There's some called lenticular clouds, which are lens-shaped, but I think it actually kind of traces the the contour of a wave. But in cloud form, you can be like, well, I'm going to stay out of there because there's breaking waves of wind right there. Yeah. So, yeah, there's things they can do visually. The problem is is the um, clear air turbulence. I mean, they don't call it clear air for nothing. The silent killer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, I mean, it it really is like it can be really, really rough, not just because it comes out of nowhere, but because the the differences in speed between one spot and another are so pronounced that it can really – jar and jostle you. Yeah, for those, the <clears> thing, and this is kind of cool, the thing they count on the most uh, is talking to other pilots. There's a lot of planes up there. Right. And chances are, if you're flying anywhere in the United States, there's another plane on more or less your route just a few minutes ahead of you. Right. And so they, they're always in touch with one another. Uh, it's not even, you know, they, they share information. It's not like right. uh, a Delta pilot won't be like, hey, the Southwest guy's behind us, but don't tell him what's up. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is going to knock really their real. socks off. So they're always warning each other about what to expect, how bad it is, mm-hmm. um, whether or not you need to really alter your route or maybe just park it at a certain altitude. Right. And so when they get this info, they'll say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your seatbelts on, uh, get out of the bathroom, uh, flight attendants. Put them carts up, I think is how they put it. That's in pilot lingo. And that's usually when some somebody gets up. 
It's like, oh, I really need to go. That's the moment I'm like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you're not getting up, and even if they aren't telling you to um, to put your seatbelt on, if you're just sitting in your seat, you should always keep your seatbelt on just because there is such a thing as clear air turbulence. I'm bad about that. That catches everybody by surprise. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like floating up against the ceiling, which is bad enough for you, but you can also come down on other poor unsuspecting travelers too. It's I like know about floating. People who – It's more like smashing into the ceiling. For, for a moment. Yeah. Um, it's like people who don't wear the seatbelt in the back seat. It's like – That's me too. You're not just putting your own life in danger. When you get in a head-on collision – you're flying forward past the people in the front who did have their seatbelts on, and your feet and your fists and your head are taking yeah. their heads off with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? you got to wear your seatbelt <laughs> in the back seat, Chuck. So they get about, uh, if they're talking to other pilots in the air, they get a, a five to ten minute warning. If they're getting a warning from the ground, that's about mm -hmm. 20 minutes, up yep. to 20 minutes. So that's that's plenty of time. That's why it that's why it works so well. That's why you don't get more severe cases of turbulence because everyone's in contact at all times, making sure that you don't feel the worst of it. Right. Which is great. They also figured out that you can't put two planes too close together because planes create wake, and that creates turbulence. Sure. And they figured that out the hard way. Apparently, planes have crashed from following too close, coming in for a landing. Don't do it on the road either. <clears throat> no, certainly not. Although apparently it does save your gas... Uh, mileage. Oh, drafting? Yeah, behind like a semi or something. Yeah, I mean, that's why they do it in NASCAR. Right. But uh, it, it's not safe. No, it's don't, not. Don't do it. You're no NASCAR driver. <laughs> no. Unless you are a NASCAR driver listening to this, in that's which true. case... Draft away. You're doing what you're doing. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on Short Stuff. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>